<laughs> awesome, awesome. I want to share with you a few minutes about missions. Say it with me. Missions. Missions. Who's ever heard of missions before? Who's ever gone on a missions trip? Yeah, all right. Awesome, awesome. So let's talk about missions. It has been said, it has been said if you take missions out of the Bible, you will be left with just two covers. Missions is found from the beginning of the Bible, throughout every book of the Bible, all the way to the very end of the Bible. It tells us, the Bible tells us, the mission of God. And if we want to understand what missions is, we need to go all the way back to the very beginning where we see the heart of God in missions. You know the story. All the way back in Genesis chapter 3, there was a garden. Who knows what the garden was called, kids? The garden of? The garden of Eden. And there everything was perfect. And Adam and Eve, they were in a perfect relationship with God. And then something happened one day in that garden of Eden, didn't it? Adam and Eve, what did they do, kids? They ate the fruit. They ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which God said you must not eat from. You can eat of anything except for that one. And they did. And in that very moment, their relationship with God was broken. But more so than that, sin entered the world. And sin has affected every single person. Therefore, every single person in all of human history has had a broken relationship with God. But you see, God loves you and I, loves his creation so much that he did something about it. Because right after Adam and Eve ate from that tree, right after they sinned, God did something. The Bible tells us that God came into the garden in the cool of the day and he called out. He said, Adam, where are you? On the count of three, kids, say it with me. Where are you? One, two, three. Where are you? Parents, maybe some of you have yelled out to your kids, where are you? Parents, if that's you, you've already got a head start in missions. But God came looking for Adam and Eve. He came looking not to punish them, but to restore them. Missions is about God's heart restoring lost people back into a relationship with him. It began back in the garden with God the Father. It continued with Jesus. Jesus came and he made the way for every single person on the planet to have a restored relationship with God the Father. Remember what Jesus said? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You see, but it didn't end with Jesus. God started it. Jesus made the way possible. But then Jesus continues the mission to you and I. And some of Jesus's very last words on earth are this. He says, so as the Father has sent me, so I am now sending you. Christian, if you're a believer tonight, you and I have got a special assignment from God. We've got a mission. We have an assignment to complete, a task to accomplish. And it's not one of human origin. It's one of divine origin. It's one that God has created. It's one that he has architected. You and I have the special mission, the assignment of telling the world about Jesus. That can happen locally. 
that can happen globally. And when we talk about those who go on God's mission, we call them missionaries. Tonight, God is looking for missionaries. To help us understand this call that God has, I want to draw your attention to the screen for a short video. Looks like I'm the video. There we go. In the beginning, God created man in his own image. He walked with man in the cool of the Eden, but sin interrupted that union. So God created the missionary. God said, I need someone willing to say no to the status quo, no to the dream of wealth, leave their families to fly to a distant land and learn a language they have never heard, ride in cramped buses on backs of camels, someone who would sleep anywhere, eat anything, bear the heat and fight the freeze with a smile on their face, just to take the gospel to a people not their own. So God created the missionary. God said, because the harvest is plentiful, I need someone ready to sow the seed, to plow the ground, water the seed, and reap the harvest which is ripe. Someone to go and train, to multiply the crops, and to answer the call and pay the price. So God created the missionary. God said, I need someone who is a radical servant of all, taking the lowliest job, washing the feet of the poor, caring for the sick and cleaning their wounds. I need someone to visit the prisoner, care for the widow and the orphan, to sit in the dust with a child and tell them that they are loved. So God made a missionary. God said he needed someone who would believe that blind eyes could see and lame feet could walk and that the dead could live again. Someone who would pray long hours and intercede through the night with wordless groans of petition so that one soul might be saved. God said, I need someone honest and brave, full of grace, mercy, and compassion, free from fear and passivity, walking in true identity, someone burning with love and girded with truth, someone who radiantly reflects God's glory. So God made a missionary. God said, I need someone who would say yes before they were asked. Someone who would go to distant islands, barren deserts, inner cities, closed nations, next door neighbors, and prestigious universities to reach the unreached. Who would hike any mountain 
and endure any obstacle, because how will they believe in him of whom they have never heard? How will they hear unless someone preaches? And how will they preach unless they are sent? So God made the missionary. Amen. 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 You know, here at Calvary Chapel, Melbourne, we are, we are proud and excited to say that we support um, over 13 long-term missionaries in, cross-culturally. And that is from your generous support is helping to take the gospel to distant lands, as we just saw. But, but it takes more than 13. It takes a multitude who are willing to say, God, here I am, send me. William Carey a missionary pioneer from the 1800s. He said this, if you want to know the will of God for your life, you need an open Bible and an open map. And as we, we sit in this sanctuary, and maybe you saw them as you came in, but bannered across the, the balcony, we've got flags of the nations. And as we look at those flags, we look at them in light of God's mission, our special purpose as Christians. William Carey's quote, to know the will of God, we need an open map and an open Bible. You know, there's a day coming when missions will cease. There's a day coming where there'll be no more sending and there'll be no more going. Revelation 7 tells us that that day will come and there will be a great multitude gathered around the throne of heaven. And as we look at these flags, that multitude will be made up of people from every nation, of every tribe, of every language, and of every people. But from this day till then, it takes some of us in here to say, as Isaiah said, God, here I am, send me. So at the end of service tonight, we want to invite you to go out to the center ring where you can learn more about missions, about our missionaries, and how to get connected into missions. And if perhaps by chance there are some in here who have that prompting of the Holy Spirit who just maybe are called to go, we would love to start that conversation with you. But three quick ways that you and I can get involved in missions right off the bat. One is prayer that we would pray for our missionaries and that we would pray for world missions. Second is support, not just financial support, but support in care packages, support in letters. As we have missionaries on our website, if God puts it on your heart that you wanna send them a care package, just contact the church, we'll help you do that. Last but not least is that you and I would go, that we would go, whether it be a short-term trip or a long-term trip, whether it be a temporary time off of work or it would be a permanent change of address. God is ascending God, and he's looking for people in this room from this church who will go. Amen? Amen. At this time, I want to invite up Steve Zades. He's our director of outreach and evangelism to share with you about local opportunities. Steve? All right, thank you, thank you. That's a lot of me. <laughs> Distracting. 
All right. Um, it's my pleasure to be up here and to talk to you guys about um, local outreach. It's just another way to do missions, only right here in town. Okay, so um, my job here is to do local outreach and evangelism, but not just the one to do it, but to mobilize the church to do it. Well, who's the church? You guys, right? So it's our, it's our job. It's not just the evangelist job, but, you know, because... You know, the Bible says that there are some that have the gift of evangelism, but that person is the one who mobilizes the church. You guys are the ones who are going to go. All right, so we have many, many ways for you guys to get involved. Um, first, when I say evangelism, okay, when I say evangelism, what does it do inside of you? Is it like, okay, um, I'm ready. I'm ready to go harass some sinners, I'm ready. I am, I am chomping at the bit. I can't wait to get out there. I cherish the moment. Who's in that boat? Okay. That's usually how it goes. How about, um, I can't imagine doing it. I shudder at the thought. I am just, I'm so fearful. I don't know what to say. I don't want to drive them away. I just don't know how to do it. Who's there? Okay. And then who is um, in, the, in, the, um, in the realm of, you know, I don't quite understand how to do it. I'm willing to learn. I'm available. I want to get out there and do it. I know it's important. And I know that, um, you know, I know I, this is what I need to be doing. Who's, who's there? Yeah, that's where most of us are, right? Okay. So here's the thing. What we offer here at church, we train you guys on how to do this stuff. Okay, well, I'm going to I'm going to tell you how to get out there. And do it, but but first of all, I want to tell you about eStart, which is our evangelism program. It's. Um, have you guys ever been uh, in a conversation and you walked away and you kind of said, man, I wish I would have said or. Right. Right. Like you, you kind of feel like you missed the open door or the opportunity. Right. We show you how to identify those open doors and opportunities. And we show you kind of what to say after that. So you have kind of the boldness along with obviously who? The Holy Spirit, right? Because he's always at the center of this. But you have the boldness to walk through those doors, right? We teach you how to engage in a conversation, right? That's another one of the hard, you know, besides trying to figure out what's an open door and what's an opportunity, we teach you how to engage in that conversation. And we also teach you how to take a normal conversation after I've engaged into that conversation and how to swing that conversation from a, a natural conversation to a spiritual conversation. Does that make sense? Because we can't just jump in. How weird would it be if I walked up to somebody in the mall and I just walked up and I said, just want to let you know that all who sin fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, and the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. How would that go, do you think? Be a little bit weird, right? So we teach you how to, how to do it naturally, right? So get in, look for that class. We do them periodically. Now, that class can be six to eight weeks long. It could be two hours a week. So, so what we're doing is I'm really excited about this. We're going to do an abbreviated version of that class. We're going to do a three-week class. And uh, we're going to do it right in the, um, often in the um, overflow, what's it called, the chapel, all right? We're going to be doing an abbreviated version of that class to get you guys through it. Those who want to dive deeper, the, the, the long class will be there also for you. 
Um, we also do a class called Tactics in Defending Your Faith, which is how to navigate a conversation. We teach you how to stay in the driver's seat and how to stay out of the hot seat and how to keep the burden of proof on them, not you. When you don't make a claim, you have nothing to prove, right? They make the claim, there is no God, well, then you have the burden of proof. So we teach you how that all goes down. Does that make sense to you guys? All right. So look for those classes. They're huge. They are powerful. I mean, in evangelism, we teach you how to talk. I mean, what's the problem, right? The problem is sin. Have you guys ever thought about trying to talk to somebody about their sin? It can be difficult. Well, we teach you how to do that, all right? In a, in a biblical manner, without offending people or calling them sinners, we teach you how to do that. So get involved in those classes. Um, but it doesn't take those classes to get involved with outreach, okay? So for instance, um, we have all kinds of things going on. And like Pastor David was talking about, we do missions, right? And we do, um, well, when we do our short-term missions and when we do outreaches, a lot of the times what we do is, um, is something kind of like a means to the end. What's the end? Is the gospel, correct? That's what, we're, that's what we're looking to convey clearly is the gospel, right? But sometimes we want to do that in a certain way. So maybe, um, you know, when it comes to missions, we might do a medical mission, well, that medical piece is the means to the end. The end is the gospel. We might connect with people through, through medical. We might go to the orphanage. We might connect that way, and then we give them the gospel. Does that make sense? So we have a lot of ways here that we do local missions, which is called outreach here, right? It's not much different, only it's in town. For instance, we have a team. If you guys have um, kind of artistic, anybody kind of artistic here? like to paint stuff, maybe you like to paint faces, maybe you never have, you couldn't imagine being any good at it, well, we have a face painting team right here, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne, they are excellent, 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 they meet every month, they do training, um, they go out about once to twice a month to do outreach, and that face painting, we're not out there just face, you know, painting faces, we're out there painting faces so that we can tell them about the Lord, right? So that's just another way. And how easy is it to tell someone about the Lord when you're doing something nice for them? Pretty easy, right? Um, so those girls, that team, a few of those team, they'll be in the center ring tonight. You guys want to go and get connected into that, um, into that ministry? Go out there and see them. Another thing we do here is a food closet. We do a ton of food. We move a ton of food a year to people that are kind of just less fortunate, right? Right now, I would take a bag of food. I mean, it is tough out there right now. And so we go out there with a bag of food, four to six meals or however many, you know, we, we kind of, and we will even knock on a door. We might have addresses of people that are looking for food. We might have heard about somebody through the congregation and we take them food. But is it about feeding them? No, it's just a means to an end. What we're there to do is give them the gospel. Well, there's a lot of ways to get involved with the food closet. You could come out to the food closet. We do it on Wednesdays. You, you ever see those bins out in the hallways? Out in the hallways? And there's one in the commons? That's where we gather the food. We need food. So that's another way you can be involved with that ministry 
is to bring food, and the food list will be out in the center ring. Along with those girls, uh, that team will be out there to talk to you. If you want to get involved, you can come and sort food and pack it into bags. You can deliver with me, and you don't even have to say anything about the Lord. You can just watch me do it, and then you can get involved. Anyone who's ever come out to watch me do it, they never stay quiet. They always say something, and that's the idea. That's the idea, to get you involved to preach the gospel. You know, I have no idea of when I started. So, David, just give me the high sign, would you, when, when the time comes I'm supposed to be off here? Oh, no, I'm done? Already? I got the mic, too bad. <clears throat> okay. Um, we have evangelism team go out every Friday night. We have um, bus stops. This is the easiest thing to do. It's a little bit early in the morning, but we, we fill bags with candy, gospel tracts. They don't even know what they're getting sometimes. You hand them a gospel track, you can talk about the Lord. It's only like five minutes. So how much trouble can you get into in about five minutes? It's not that bad, right? And it's a way to just kind of get your feet wet in evangelism. Oh, it's not. no way. Yeah. I'm back. Yeah. Okay, so listen. Again, my name is Steve. I'm yes. with the outreach team. I'll be out in the center ring. We'd love to get you guys mobilized. It's, um, we want to see you out there. It's the heartbeat of this church yes. to see every single person in this room and everyone that comes to this church and attends this church to get out there and preach the gospel. <laughs> this is what you want your outreach guy talker. to be like, though, right? Hello again, everybody. You can hear his heart and his passion for this, can't you? Right? You can hear it. You want to learn from him. You want to go with him. I'm telling you, you will be more inspired. You know we love you, Steve. By doing it. Yes. <laughs> so, Steve Schlesinger. Hello, Miss Sarah. This is one of our elders. In addition to... Many of you who serve have already talked with this man, and he has helped to get you involved at our church. Do you have the envelope? I, I, I don't have an envelope. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, you have one. Oh, what's the... Oh. Please open the envelope. We're opening an envelope. I, we did not practice this, by the way. This is, this is all ad lib. So let's see how we do. Check the number. Checking the number. Should I read it out loud? 2,186. Do you know what that is? I do not. That's the number of active volunteers serving in the church. Hey, look Thank at how you. good you guys did. 2,186. Thank oh you. Uh, across all the campuses. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, yes. For showing the love of God Amen. with your time, with your smiles, with your sensitivity to people. Love it. And just doing the things you do. Yes. Anything from camera operators who are here? Can you give them a round of applause? We've got... People in the sound booth right now, keep it going. We got people up in the control room. We've got people at the cafe. We've got greeters at the back doors. We've got people watching some kids in our A building. We've got people who cleaned up this place and helped set it up before you even got here and are gonna clean it up when you leave. We need to be the church here in addition to out there. And this is where we train. Well, you know, they're always saying we don't have membership, but really, the people that donate their money and yeah. donate their time, you are the members. The family. You know, the you're family. committed to this church, and we thank you. Yes, and we thank love you. you. We work together with God to do what we do. 
Obviously, we can't do this in our own strength. We get way too tired. And I know some of you are like, man, you've got a lot of energy. I do, but that's the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be honest with you. I will go home, and my husband can attest to it right there, and so can my kids. I will probably crash and sleep really well tonight. But in, <laughs> yes. in order to do this, we work together. Our staff can't do this without you. So if you are ready to start using your gifts... Come see me or fill out a volunteer application on the computer. Let's do it. If you need help, just come see me. But whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Amen. First Corinthians 1031. Amen. Okay. Amen. We're good? I think so. All right. I hear. I'll take that from you. All right. It's time. I don't need to use both microphones. Okay. It is time to watch a video in celebration of what God has done in our church over the last year. Our production team has put this together for us, so sit back, relax, enjoy, and maybe start turning off those glow wands because our puppet team is coming up to perform for you right after.
room is Jessica is scary. Oh, there it is. Now I can see. Now I can see. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be scared, Hobie. Well, hello, Miss Jessica. It's been so long since I've seen you. I saw you earlier today. Well, how are you doing, Miss Jess? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm pretty scared. Look at all these people out here. No, these people are so nice. Some of those little ones look hungry. You got to watch those little ones. Yes, yeah. Miss Jess. Well, where are we? We are in Calvary, Melbourne. Oh, I love it here already. Miss Jessica, guess what? What? I've been going busy, busy, busy. You have been? I thought you were going to, should you introduce yourself? Oh, that's right, that's right. Hello, everybody. My name is Hobie from Sandusky, Ohio. Born on a roller coaster. You were born on a roller coaster? Yes, you can't make this up. Okay. It went up, 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 Out popped Hobie. Hobie. That's how it happened. Is that really it? It's a true story, Miss oh, Jess. Okay. But I've been so busy, because guess what? What? I'm going fast as I can, trying to get the upper hand. I'm going to be the new world heavyweight cookie champion of the world. I don't know if that's a thing. It is too. Is Miss, it? You get sprinkle cookies, sugar cookies, snickerdoodles, chocolate, double chocolate, and you have to eat as many cookies as you can in two minutes. How many can you eat? 463. In two minutes? That's right. I've been working out, Miss Jess. Must have a serious sugar rush. Oh, I get going really fast. I can't control it. Whoa, watch out. <laughs> Are you chasing fire trucks? I'm chasing fire trucks from here to heaven. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But Miss Jess. What? Oh, the competition this year. You have a competition? My main competitor is none other than Pastor Steve. Pastor Steve? You don't get between him and a plate of cookies. Oh. That's okay. a good way to lose a finger. He'll... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just make sure he gets a glass of milk. Oh, make sure he gets his milk. Okay. Yes. Oh, but Miss Jess, I think sometimes I just need to slow down. It, yes, I think you actually do need to slow down. In fact, our next song talks about slowing down and breathing and resting at my feet. I don't want to rest at your feet. Your feet stink. <laughs> Maybe you're She's got poo jam. I think you're smelling your own feet, Hobie. Our feet need a tic-tac. Okay. Well, our next song is actually, thankfully, not talking about my feet. It's talking about resting in the feet of Jesus. Oh, that's much better. I'd much rather rest at the feet of Jesus. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to get some rest. I'm okay. going to take a nap. Okay, you do that, and we'll do our little uh, song for you. What are you going to do? We're going to do our puppet song. It's a black light puppet song. <gasps> What's a black light puppet song? Well, it's where we turn off all the lights. No, Miss Jess, don't turn off the lights. You're fine. Hopefully, it's not going to be that dark. It's just going to be a little dark. I'm scared of the dark. It's not scary. Can I plug in my night light? No. But it's a Star Wars night light. No night lights. No flash <sighs> photography. No cameras. No cameras. Flashes. No flashes. No flashlight. Okay. And no night light. Okay, are we ready? Okay, we're ready. Okay, I'll see you a little bit, Miss Jess. Okay, great. I'm going to take a nap. Okay, bye, Hobie. Okay, see you. Do, 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 do. Please turn off the lights for my nap. <laughs> 
please start the music. Toby. Oh, 
How was your nap? Oh, it was such a good nap, Miss Jess. Really? Yes, but I had a, I had a little bit of a dream. You had a little dream? It was scary. It was scary? It was too scary to talk about. It's too scary to talk no, about? Not going to tell you. You can tell me. No, Miss Jess. You can tell me. Should I tell her? <sighs> okay, Miss Jess. So I was in the woods, and it was getting dark. And I was, like, trying to find my way home. Oh, were you lost? I got lost, Miss Jess. Oh. And then I, I was starting to walk through. It's getting dark. And then I heard it. What would you hear? I heard a sound. Miss Jess, it goes, wow. That sounds scary. It was very scary. And I looked over to my left, and I looked over to my right, and I didn't see anything. Guess what? What? got louder, Miss Jess. It goes, Whoa. Wow, that now, is loud. Scared. I'm starting to shake. I'm getting really scared. I can't see anything. Guess what, Miss Jess? What? It got even louder. It goes, Whoa. Wow, homie, that is loud. Then I saw it, Miss Jess. You saw it then? Yes. What was it? A 36 tall grizzly bear. And a he was coming to get me. A 36-foot tall grizzly bear or just a 36-tall grizzly bear? 36 feet. Can't make this I up. I don't think they make them that big. He was coming for Hobie. I was so scared. Guess what? What? Well, what would you do if a bear was chasing you? I would run. That's what Hobie did. He's running, running, get out of the way. And also, boom, boom. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Then what happened? It happened. What? I got stuck. Yeah? Under a tree root. After you fell? I got fell, got stuck, and then he was coming. The and bear? The big 46-foot grizzly bear. Okay. He was coming for Hobie, and I was so scared of Miss Jess. I was stuck, and I knew I was just going to be his lunch. Oh, no. What did you do? And then I remembered. What? What to do when you don't know what to do. I learned in children's church that you pray. Perfect. So I said, dear God, please make that bear a Christian. <laughs> you can't make this up, Miss Jess. I know. And just then, that bear, he stopped. He went to his bare knees. Really? Then he put his bare paws together. Really? And he began to pray. The bear said, Dear God, thank you for this meal I'm about to receive. Is that when I woke you up? Just in time, Miss Jess. Woo, that wasn't just in time. For sure, you're about to get eaten. I was going to be a Hobie snack for, for Mr. Sure. Yogi. <laughs> well... Well, are we ready for another song? Yes, we're going to do a song, and this song actually has a WWJD in it. And when you're watching it, maybe you can think about what that means. WWJD. I'll listen for it. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. see you, Miss Jess. All right, I'll see you soon. Wait, wait, I got a secret. Shh. Oh. Come here. <laughs> okay, see you later. You slobbered me. It's nice slobber. No, no. No. Okay. Bye, okay. Hobie. I'll see you, Miss Jess. Okay. Please start the music. Maybe you're not like me. Maybe 
we don't agree Maybe that doesn't mean we gotta be enemies Maybe we just get brave, take a big leap of faith Call a truce so me and you can find a better way Let's take some time, open our eyes, look and listen Guess what? What? I thought of a joke while I was back here. Oh, no. Do you guys like jokes? Yeah. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. How many of each type of animal did Moses put in the ark? Raise your hand if you say two. Miss Jessica. What? Moses didn't put any animals in the ark. He was Noah. That's a good one, Hobie. Oh. But, Miss Jess, you know what today is? What's today? It's the last day of school. I know. It was a great day. Not for Hobie. Oh, what happened? <sighs> I got picked on, Miss Jess. You got picked on? Yeah, they were so mean at my school. Aww. They called me mean names. 
They make fun of me. That's sad. Yeah, they were so. But guess what? What? I had a plan. You have a plan. Next time we go back to school next year. Yeah. When everybody's at recess playing, Hobie's gonna sneak, 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 and those mean boys. I'm gonna put a thumbtack under their chair. A thumbtack. And when they sit down, they're gonna boop, and they're gonna scream like a little girl. I don't think that's a good idea, Hobie. It'd be like a bee sting. But you'd be like trying to get them back for being mean to you. That's right. Yeah, but the Bible says you're not supposed to repay evil with evil, but oh. you're supposed to repay evil with good. Oh. Sorry. Well, that, that song was talking about that a little bit, right? It really was. What did it say? Something. It well, said WWJD. WWJD. What does that mean? Um, I got it, Miss Jess. What? Who wants jelly donuts? Well, I, I think most people do like jelly donuts, but that's not what that means. It means what would Jesus do? So when we're in a tough situation like that, we're supposed to ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? That's much better. What would Jesus do? Oh, he's so smart, Miss Jess. I know exactly what he would do. What would he do? He would put two thumbtacks on their chair, one for each tushy. I don't think so, Hobie. No. No? What did the song say? He would love first. Right. He would love first, Hobie. Oh. Yes. So you're telling Hobie, I got to go be nice to those guys? Well, the Bible says that, right? And if the Bible is God's word, then God is telling you you have to be nice to those guys. Oh, I'm going to try, Miss Jess. It's tough. I'm going to try. Remember, what would Jesus do? He would love first. That's right. You got it. Miss Jess, we have another song. Is that we, right? We do. We have one more song. Can I be in this one? You can't be in it. Please? You're, you're not a black light puppet, Hobie. Oh. Sorry. Miss Jess. What? One more secret. You're not going to lick me, are you? <laughs> There's a volunteer in the audience. <laughs> All right. What's your secret? Come here. All right. <laughs> You slobbered me again. I think you got that in my ear. You can't get me back. What oh. Jesus do? No, no, no. Ah. <laughs> okay, hope I you. love Miss Jess. Isn't she pretty? All right, one more, one more song. One more song, Miss Jess. One more song. Okay, I'll see you in a little bit. Okay, bye, hope bye. You. Please start the music.
Well, hey, everybody. <laughs> My name's Jack. I'm from Calvary Vero Beach and a children's pastor. Yeah, give it up for the puppet team, Calvary Kids puppet team. They're awesome. Yeah, it is amazing to see God work and young people. And I was so amazed at the young people up here doing their kids' worship. Inspired me. I want to go back and start a team like Miss Sarah's got. Um, our team here, Calvary Kids Puppet Team, you're talking about missions, and they have been on some of the team, have gone to Haiti, Guatemala, Africa, um, you know, even just staying local, like we are up here in Melbourne, and then sometimes we've gone up to Jacksonville and Tampa, Orlando, but you know, in God's word, it says at the end of the gospels, to go, and that's what you guys are getting inspired, I hope, to go into all the world and make disciples. Um, we read that at the end of the, the, the gospels, then you flip over to the book of Acts, and it tells you to do something else. 
It says to wait. It says to stop and wait. You're like, wait a second, God. You said go. Now you're telling me to wait. Wait for what? The promise of the Holy Spirit. You see, if we try to go in of ourselves, we won't have the power of the Holy Spirit to go. We're, we're, so we got to get that feeling. The disciples experienced that firsthand. They were up hiding in an upper room, nervous, shaking, worried about persecution. And then when the day of Pentecost came and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, no more were they worried and scared about what may happen to them. And they went and followed Jesus. Well, um, that kind of concludes what the Calvary Kids puppet team has. We're so glad to be back. This is our third year with you guys. Um, should we bring them out? Yeah. All right. All right, guys. You guys want to come on out? All right. They're scared. <laughs> They're like, we're usually behind our curtain. Me too. <laughs> Hobie, you can come out too. No way, Mr. Jack. It's too scary. Okay. Yeah. Come on, guys. Come on down. Spread out. Come on, Jolie. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Come on, Miss Jess. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So this team has been going for about 10 years. Um, Jolie's been on here the longest. She's now 19 years old. Jackson, the second longest. He's about to turn 16 in the two weeks. And then Shauna's been on it the, well, for just as long as Jackson and Jolie, so a long time. Um, and then everybody else has been here quite uh, four years probably, three or four years, yeah? Way more? Two, three years for you and some of you. How about six years? Ella, six years, long time. Um, it's a lot of fun. And this is our way of going out and going and spreading the light for Jesus, so... Yeah, I love these guys. They did a great job, huh? All right. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne, give it up one more time for Calvary Vero Beach. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Hey, real quick, I, I heard that like 20 of you, today was your last day of school? Is that? Last day of school, today, and now you're here. Wow. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Guys, one more time, give it up. Guys, thank you so much. Were you guys blessed tonight? Wasn't that awesome? That was incredible, absolutely incredible. Man, that was so fun. Well, church, as we get ready to go from here, I have a few closing just thoughts and announcements to share with us. Um, we talked about serving. That was incredible. Steve, 2,100 plus? 2,186. Praise God for that. We've got, yeah, man, that is you guys serving the church building the kingdom here. We thank you so much. And we just want to share an opportunity also to get connected in serving. Uh, coming up this summer with our kids' summer camp. Uh, I think we might have a slide for that. Maybe, possibly. Okay, I'm going to read it then right here. We've got a uh, summer camp coming up called Keepers of the Kingdom Camp. If you want to... Uh, Give some of your time during that summer camp. Um, it's going to be coming up in July. We are going to need some serve teams. Um, opportunities are for assistants, for coordinators, for classroom leaders. And it is an incredibly fun time, fun week. 
uh, to serve the church, to get connected with kids' ministry for a few hours. So you can find out more of that right up there. All right, last but not least, one more. Bear with me. I'm a mess. Story time. Parents, this is like the coolest thing ever. Tuesdays in June, we've got story time in the commons. Um, 10, 10.30, uh, it lasts a little over an hour. It's time for you to come, bring your kids, and to just kick it back. Go to the cafe, get a latte, whatever it is you do, and just relax. Also want to share that after story time is over, um, we are going to be offering a kids special uh, in the cafe for you to hang out to fellowship with one another, but that's coming up in June. All right, church, I'm going to leave you with this thought. This generation of Christians is responsible for this generation of souls. Yeah. So we had a good time tonight, but I hope that we were more than entertained. I hope that we were challenged from this group up here. Hope that you were challenged from God's word tonight, that we'll go into the commons, we'll get connected We'll get trained up in evangelism, and we'll get inspired to go on missions. So church, we love you. God bless you. We'll see you in the commons, and we'll see you this weekend. Take care.